Good afternoon. TCU is a legit title contender in the Big 12 this football season. I'll tell you why next. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I am Stephen Simcox, your host. Don't forget, we're on YouTube, so you can subscribe on YouTube. That's how you like to uh, digest the show. I'd love if you would subscribe to the channel. That way you know exactly when I hit publish on these videos. We're also wherever you get your podcasts, and you subscribe on your favorite podcast app as well. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I would not have guessed this at the start of the season. This would not be what I thought. I predicted, I predicted TCU before the year to go 7-5. and five. And I thought that was actually kind of generous just because there was so much transition, even though this team had a lot of talent coming back. Um, the last few years, the results haven't been there. And I was just cautiously optimistic about how much they can improve in year one under Sunny Dykes. They are now 5-0. and And I believe that they are a legit Big 12 title contender. And I say this partly because they just seem way ahead of schedule. The offense has been fantastic. I told Matt Jennings this on Monday. Um, the offense, I feel like, didn't really play well for two and a half quarters against Kansas. They still scored 38 points. The passing game was still effective. Quentin Johnson had a huge day. Max Duggan looked good. Kendra Miller, as the game went on, seemed to you know be able to take advantage of his, his physical style of running to make plays and uh, put TCU in positions to score. And they've been able to do that all year long. I think the defense is further along than I thought. There have been some bad moments, but overall the defense has played well against, you know, offenses that have struggled. They've done what they're supposed to do. They shut down Colorado. They shut down Tarleton. They had good halves against SMU and Kansas. You know, they played well against Oklahoma, which even with the Dylan Gabriel injury, I think is impressive. Um, but here, one reason is just because, as I just said, they're further along than I thought. I also think this schedule is favorable for them. The next two weeks, we'll find out if this is true or not. These games against Oklahoma State and Kansas State are important. If you can find a way to go 2-0 and back-to-back weeks against the Pokes and the Cats at home, then suddenly you were in the driver's seat uh, to make it to the Big 12 title game. doesn't mean you automatically will, but those last five games of the season, you have an opportunity if you can take care of your business. Now, there's still tough games after that stretch. I mean, you have to go to Baylor, go to Texas. But these two games are really crucial for me um, if they're going to really be involved in this mix because I think, one, it just puts you in a position where you can maybe drop one of those last five. And then secondly, I feel like it continues to raise the confidence level for a team that already seems to be feeling themselves pretty well. Not in a bad way, not in like an overconfident way. I just think they're playing – um, fast. I think they're playing with conviction, and I feel like they know what they want to do. They have a clear identity week in and week out. Oklahoma State, really good football team. Um, now they lost Jim Knowles, defense coordinator from last year. This defense does not look as stout as it has in the past, but they have a very solid uh, defensive line. Um, and offensively, I know a lot of people like to bag on Spencer Sanders. He's inconsistent at times. He is turnover prone. It would be huge for TCU to find a way – to get some picks and, you know, cause some turnovers. 
but he also delivers. Dominic Richardson's a good running back. They have a solid offensive line. Now, they're a little banged up. They're a little banged up on the O-line. They're banged up in the secondary. And that could work to TCU's advantage this week. But the way the Frogs are playing right now, I think coming back home with what should be and hopefully is big-time environments in the Carter, then they can certainly win those games against Oklahoma State and K-State. And even if you end up 1-1, one one, I feel like the way this league is playing out right now, somebody in the title game is going to have two losses in conference play. Texas looks really good with Quinn Ewers. They've already dropped a game um, to Texas Tech early in conference play. Baylor dropped a game at home to Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's really solid. I don't see them running the table. I don't see K-State necessarily running the table, even though they're a good team. And that's the next game after this Oklahoma State game. Players can't look at it. You know, coaches can't look ahead. I can look ahead because, you know, I'm not doing anything that affects the outcome on Saturday. K-State has a really great defensive line. They have a, they have a clear identity. They're going to run the football with Deuce Vaughn, with Adrian Martinez. And Matt and I were discussing this yesterday. And he said he's more – he's not really too afraid of K-State because they're not a team that lives off methodical drives. It's more explosive plays in the run game. I don't know. I think K-State's defense could give TCU fits. And you might have to find a way to win a, a lower-scoring game, win a game that's kind of in the mud. Uh, they just had a 10-9 victory over Iowa State. You know, they gutted out a victory on the road in Norman. But Oklahoma, they look down and out. Um, West Virginia does not look as good as they have in the past. You have to go to Morgantown, and that's always a tough place to play. But that's a West Virginia team that seems like they're sort of on their last legs. And so maybe that's an, an easier road trip than it typically is. Iowa State at home, I have a ton of respect for Matt Campbell. But honestly, um, I just think this offense, his offense is a mess this year. They're replacing so much production with Brock Purdy moving on and Brees Hall moving on. And I think there are opportunities, um, matchup opportunities there where TCU could take advantage and have some big plays and have a nice day. Um, I'll talk more about Texas in a minute because with Quinn healthy, to me, they look like, a potential buzzsaw here down the stretch. Not that they're unbeatable, but I just think they could be a really good and complete football team. Um, we'll talk about that more in segment two. But I, I believe this, and I'm not, I'm not. If you listen to the show, I'm not always Mr. Sunshine. That's not really my vibe. I'm typically more tempered, expectation wise, than fans are. I, I like to keep expectations lower and be pleasantly surprised. But I think this team, and, and the tale of, of the season, at least from this perspective, a Big 12 title game appearance perspective, is going to be told in these next two weeks, in my opinion. But I believe this team is an actual, legit Big 12 title contender. I think they can get to the Big 12 title game, and I don't know what happens when you get there. Obviously, it depends on the matchup, who it is. You know, How did the game against that team go earlier in the season? But if you're in the dance then you can possibly find a way to win. Uh, we'll continue this conversation next. I do want to mention one of our new sponsors, though, Nissan. Nissan is bringing a new segment across the Locked On College Network. It's titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from uh, the Horn Frogs weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. And this week, the thrilling play was Quentin Johnson's touchdown catch 
with a minute 36 left to give TCU a 38 to 31 lead over Kansas. Just fantastic play. Max Duggan stood in there in the pocket, threw the ball, and you know, I thought it was great on a couple levels. One, Quentin makes that catch really through contact, right? Like he's got a, a defender blanketed all over him. He makes a tough contested catch. It was a good throw, finds a way to get his foot in bounds. And also, I just love the aggression of it. Now, there was a flag thrown. So honestly, like worst case scenario, there's pass interference called. But with a minute and 36 seconds left, Garrett Riley, Sonny Dykes understanding, yes, we could possibly play for a field goal here. But the way this game's going, get six points on the board, put pressure on Kansas to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown. If you do it quickly and leave them time, so be it. You have to put pressure on them to go score a touchdown and not just, you know, get in field goal range and kick a field goal to tie the game. So that is your Nissan thrilling moment of the week for the TCU Horned Frogs. All right, segment two here on Locked on Horned Frogs. Let's continue this Big 12 title game discussion, and then we'll end with a comment from Max Duggan um, in his press conference, or not his press conference. They do weekly media availability with Sonny Dykes and some players, and Max was one of the players that was chosen to speak ahead of the Oklahoma State game this week. However, this Big 12 title discussion, I talked about Texas a minute ago. They looked like a completely different team with Quinn Ewers back in the lineup. And, you know, frankly, since they lost that Tech game, they blasted West Virginia. They rolled over Oklahoma 49 to nothing. And listen, I get it. OU is a mess right now. I don't, I don't think they'll fire Brett Venables after one year because I feel like there's just more stability at Oklahoma than that. But if they keep looking like this, I'm not really sure how you can let him have another season. Like, maybe I'm wrong about that. And I know this is not an Oklahoma show, but I'm up in the comments about it. It's a Big 12 football. Let's talk about it. They just look awful. I get Dylan Gabriel's out. And they are thin at QB. And that was a red flag that some people brought up before the year. They said, hey, what's OU going to do if Dylan Gabriel gets injured? Apparently the question is they're going to be a bad football team. Um, but I've never seen the Sooners like this. It's just – it's incredible. And credit TCU for taking care of their business at home uh, a few weeks ago. But I'm very curious to see where, where they end up at the end of the season and what it means for Venables in year one. Uh, because this is – this is be like the last few weeks, I think it can obviously get better. The last few weeks, this is beyond a rebuild. Like this looks like a completely different football team. But Texas, with Quinn Ewers in the lineup, looks fantastic. Um, and they have a ton of talent. I mean, Bajon Robinson, like, great player. Ewers looks the part of a five-star quarterback. Um, Xavier Worthy is a super talented wide receiver. They have an offensive line that's effective. Defensively, obviously, we know what they've done by adding Gary Patterson. And I don't – I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in the room. I don't know how much of an effect he's had. But the defense is better. They're improved. Oklahoma game was standing because I with Belleville in there, they're just not really explosive at all. Um, but this looks like a complete football team. And so that game in Austin, in my mind, is significantly tougher. Now, the storyline there is, is going to be Gary Patterson back at UT. Does he want revenge? Yeah, probably. I mean, he was Let's not mistake it. I think Gary loves TCU. I think he cares about his players. I think he was also embarrassed and hurt at how this ended. And I imagine he wants to get back at him. One, just because he's a competitor. And, I mean, we all know him. Like, he lives with a chip on his shoulder. 
That's one of the reasons he's been so successful throughout his entire career because he takes these types of things personally and he gets the job done. Um, but I'm not sure how that's going to play out because Sonny has really had his number. Like when Sonny was at SMU, they scored on TCU, especially those last two matchups that they won. They found ways to score. And so, yeah, I could, I could definitely see a scenario where Gary is like locked in a closet for a few weeks, picking out all the formations TCU is running, finding a perfect game plan to try to slow them down. But Sonny and Garrett Riley have also been effective against him in the past. Now that's a few weeks down the road. But in my mind, as we sit here today, I think outside of Oklahoma State, K-State, who to this point I would say are the teams that have been most consistent in conference play, Texas is kind of the dark horse that's lurking because they're healthy now. And I get it. Like they have been a disappointment year after year after year. But when they've been at full strength this season, they've looked like a legit team. So that will be a huge test in my mind. I understand, though, TCU plays Oklahoma State first. And I think Mike Gundy is actually one of the more underrated coaches in America because he's sort of a goofy guy and he's got the mullet going on. And, you know, Oklahoma State's always been consistent, but they've they've never quite gotten over the hump as far as winning titles. And so I believe people just kind of take him for granted or don't really respect him all the time because he's – a big time personality and sort of a, a character of himself sometimes, but he's been incredibly consistent and they sort of change their identity. Now this team is more offensive focused than last year. And I think this week could end up being a shootout. Um, but I hope TCU takes this game personally because they got embarrassed in Stillwater last year. And I know Oklahoma state was a really good football team and TCU was down on their last legs, but 63-17, I think, was the final score. I mean, it was rock bottom in a lot of ways. And I know it'll be more competitive this season. Hopefully the Frogs can come out with a win. Um, oh, and Matt, I, I should I tease something. I almost didn't talk about it. Max Duggan said he wants the Carter packed out this weekend. 2.30 kick. It's not an 11 a.m. kick. Two ranked teams, two top 15 teams in the country. Biggest home game for TCU since I guess the 2017 season when they made the Big 12 title game. Let's get there. Let's be loud. Let's try to affect this atmosphere in this game. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team 